Welcome to the Revenue Builders Podcast with John McMahon and John Kaplan. This podcast is brought to you by Force Management. Force's solutions help companies, small teams, and individuals accelerate sales performance. Be sure to check out their online platform, Ascender. Today, we are talking about positive thinking and the negativity bias that we tend to carry with us. Jim Pooley Pooleyopoulos joins us for the conversation. He's a forest management facilitator, a professor at Bentley University, and the author of How to Be a Well-Being. This conversation may even help your golf game. It's a great discussion. John McMahon kicks it off. Let's switch gears a little bit. I heard you speak about negativity bias. So can you yes. explain what you mean by negativity bias and how that might affect us? Yeah. So negativity bias is, is, is human. It's, it's human nature. It's, it's actually built into, it's hardwired into us, which means we tend to look at external events with suspicion and with negativity. And we kind of interpret things, uh, uh, negatively initially. And it's really sort of an evolutionary survival tool. So, you know, when we were, uh, humans evolving, uh, you know, being chased by predators, we started to assume that any animal we didn't know could potentially be a predator. So let's let's steer clear of that. Any berries or fruit on a tree that we don't know that we we've, we've never touched before that could be poisonous. Let's avoid it. Let's avoid it because it could be poisonous. Um, you know, that part of the jungle or that part of the cave, people go in and they don't come out. Let's avoid that. So. That became part of our operating DNA from an evolutionary point of view. It gave us the tools to evolve, frankly, right? But it's still there within us, and we're not being chased by saber-toothed tigers anymore. Mm -hmm. So now what we do is we sort of, our initial reaction to events that happen around us is to look at them negatively at first. And we just we just kind of fall into this trap. So um, so in sales, if I have if I have a sales conversation with a prospect, and they hang up on me, I might immediately assume it's because I'm a terrible salesperson. It's because I wasn't well prepared. It's because I'll never be good at this job. I got to start thinking about what I want to do next because I'm going to get fired, right? We can quickly tumble down that path instead of just stepping back from that and saying, all right, well, I did a few things right on that call. And that person obviously was not in the mood to hear me. So they kind of hung up on me. But let's see if I can learn from what I just experienced and try a little different approach with the next prospect, right? But that negativity bias is in us. And so we always sort of assume this negative intent of other people. And we kind of assume that any weakness we have is permanent and is never going to be overcome. So um, one way to counter it is to try to train our brains to look for positive things on a daily basis. And those positive things don't have to be anything earth shattering. It could just be simply, uh, you know, little things that I'm grateful for over the last 24 hours that I, that I need to step back and, and, and think about. Right. So it could be that I'm grateful for the fact that I woke up today and, uh, prepared for this podcast and the lights are still on. Uh, you know, the Wi-Fi is working well, the microphone's good. The, the folks that are cleaning my house right now, the power washer's out too loud so we can have this conversation. If I just stop and think about those three or four things, yeah. It puts me in a better mood. But I think your point is 
negativity bias can be a really good thing if we understand it and we recognize when it's controlling us or impacting the, our viewpoint on the situation. Absolutely. Right? Because as sellers, be we're bombarded with negativity. We get rejected all, all the time. time, maybe far more frequently than any other role. I think business. probably that's true, right? Yeah. Outside of being a, a, a you know, a, a, a hitter uh, in Major League Baseball, you're failing more often in sales than anything else. Right. And so to your point, if you allow that negativity bias to kind of creep into your interpretation of events all the time, you will eventually, it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? You will eventually begin acting in a way that supports your view that you're not good in sales or that sales is really hard or that prospects don't want what I'm selling. And yeah, you see it even, you know, just... You know, everyday life, like you're going to go, you're going to go golf with some buddies and there's a whole, you know, pond of water right in front of you. And you hear some guys yeah. saying, oh, every time I'm on this hole, I hit it in the water. Right. And I'm right. thinking, well, you're programming yourself to hit it back in the water. Yes. Again. Instead of saying to yourself, I see the water. That's that could be negative. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to blast this ball way right. over the pond. Right. But John, my favorite is when a guy pulls out a crappy golf ball to replace the really good golf ball they have <laughs> when they're hitting over the water. Cause they don't want to lose the good one in the well, water. Now they're really programming themselves well, to hit really, it. Really? It's like physically yeah. you're physically assuming this is what's going to happen. And, yeah. and that is a perfect example of it. So if you go into a sales conversation or a meeting or a conversation with a spouse or a partner, and you're, you're going into it with that negative negativity bias at, you know, at the forefront, that conversation is not going to go well. That golf swing is not going to work well. What do they tell us about golf, right? You can't, you got to keep your eye on the ball, literally, as the club is striking the ball. You shouldn't even be looking at the, the, the water hazard, right? It shouldn't even be part of the equation. But we do, because we're human, we're looking for danger. That's why they call it, you know, a, 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 a sand trap, right? It's a trap, right? Or a water hazard, right? Look at even the terminology we use in golf. So the the act of thinking about the negative things can actually cause them to occur. Well, you know, going back again with salespeople getting rejected all the time, shouldn't we then focus more on the process of selling versus trying to get a result on a sales call or a phone call or trying to close a meeting Shouldn't we focus more on the process instead of the result? Yep. Yeah. It's or maybe a, starting to shift, you know, to the outcome of the sales conversation. A perfect. That's a. I mean, I mean, to the process instead of just the, the outcome. Yeah. I when I coach sellers, I tell them and managers who are you know who are coaching their own sellers. One of the main learning outcomes I want them to have is stop fixating on how do I close this deal. We are in sales. We know closing the deal is why we're here. I get it, right? It's just like golf. I know my goal is to get the ball in the hole. I got it. I know that, but I don't have to think about that every time I'm swinging the club, right? In sales, the same thing happens. If you're just fixated on how do I get this deal to close? How do I get this deal to close? That that sense of uh, dread about it not closing causes that negativity bias to kind of vibrate a little bit inside of you. And then you begin to get desperate and that desperation comes across and the prospect gets nervous because they can sense the desperation, right? They can tell when you're pushing. So the better mindset is, is to go into that conversation and control what you can control, which is the types of questions you ask, 
how you ask them, the tone in your voice. Um, and I always tell sellers, if you really struggle with this, step back and ask yourself, not how do I close this deal, but ask yourself, how do I help this person in front of me personally and professionally right now? How do I help them? If you, if you go in thinking, how do I help that person in this moment? You will ask much better questions. You'll do a better job of building rapport. You'll do a much better job of identifying what pain they have and, and what they've tried to, to, you know, to use in the past to solve that pain. And then if you're genuinely empathetic with that person, as you are with anybody else in your life, any personal friend or family member, they will trust you. And then you can move that conversation more naturally to a, to a positive conclusion. And I think salespeople get so, they get so worried that the deal won't close. Why? Because it's negativity bias. They're worried about the deal not closing, as opposed to just worrying about how do I have a conversation with another human, which we do all the time, all day long with people that we're not selling to. Right. Just focus on having a positive conversation, closing, closing, you know, the, the deal in this call. right? Right. Right. And managers can help in that regard too. Right. Because if the manager is hammering you on how to close the deal, when are you going to close this? When are you going to close this? Of course, if I'm working for someone like that, that's all I'm thinking of, as opposed to a manager saying, what does this person need that you're speaking with today? How are you helping this person today? They can reinforce that mindset, right? It's a, it's a shift. It's subtle. But man, it, the, the, the results it produces are much better, much better. Be sure to listen to the whole episode. It's a good one to share with your teams. Make it a great week.